that's right, I told you, but you just don't heard me. 2020 Modern Bachelor. <laughs> fans welcome back to another episode of the modern bachelor man it's been a rainy week here in houston rainy gloomy you know just real gray real chill real laid back you know if everything's cool but now's a perfect time to talk about mental health uh, mental health and single men especially single black men you know talk about depression and anxiety and, and a lot of the stress that young black men deal with nowadays that they don't necessarily talk about. See, men in general are pretty much told, you know, to suck it up. Be macho. Don't don't talk about your problems. Uh, don't tell anybody how you feel, you know. Don't cry. Don't, don't let it out. You know, men are not allowed to be depressed, especially black men. We are not allowed to be depressed. Uh, our families, our friends, society has told us that we have to stay strong you know be a man you know you know poke your chest out swing your fist you know but don't don't let them see you cry don't let them see you broke down you know we we are taught from a young age you know not to express our feelings not to express ourselves we're not we're not supposed to have anxiety um, we're not supposed to have trauma you know we're, we're supposed to take everything in stride and, and take everything head on and swallow it up we're supposed to be just so prideful uh we can never say listen i need help or hey i'm sad hey i'm feeling bad we're not supposed to be that way and it's unfortunate because you do have a lot of men uh, again especially black men who go through a lot of uh, depression and, and they have bad days and there's really nobody they could talk to because when you try to talk to somebody especially in, in your circle uh, in your community people look at you like man quit being a punk you know quit, quit being a punk you know stop stop whining what you crying for you know you know man up you know and one of the things is uh you talk about therapy and, and talk about going to see a therapist and things like that a lot of people don't have access to that in uh, the black community uh, a lot of young black men don't have access to that uh, luckily you know I've been lucky enough to uh, have an occupation where those types of services are rendered for me. You know, they're readily available for me uh, and people around me, you know, luckily. But not everyone has that option. And and a lot of people that do have that option, again, they don't take advantage of that option because they, they feel like that they're less of a man if they go sit down and tell somebody about their problems, they feel like they're less of a man. If they, if they say, I can't do it, you know, I can't handle the stress. Um, I can't deal with something in my past. Um, a lot of young black men have been, uh, have dealt with, uh, sexual assaults when they were younger. They've been molested when they were younger. Uh, they deal with a lot of, uh, issues in the household. A lot of it comes from being in a single family household, uh, you know, when people talk about daddy issues, you know, usually they, they're joking about these young women nowadays, like, oh, she has daddy issues. But believe it or not, a lot of young men have daddy issues. And those daddy issues are that daddy wasn't around, uh, not just black men, you know, men in general, you know, white, Hispanic, anybody. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm focusing a lot on, on young black men because that, that does seem to be a uh, statistical wise. It does seem to be a bigger issue in the black household. Um, you know, black fathers do exist. There are some good black fathers out there, but there are a lot of single uh, family households, a lot of a lot of single mother households, and you have a lot of young black men that are being raised in a household with no masculinity. Uh, they're they're being raised in a household where uh, they have to take up the role and be the man of the house at a young age, and a lot of times that that's forced on them by. Uh, that single mother and they don't realize it that they're doing that you know they they force these young men to step up and and raise their siblings or uh you know take care of the household protect the household uh be their mother's basically their their uh their support system like as if they were 
the man of the house. And that has a long term effect on a lot of these men. You know, a lot of these men, they they do grow up resentful. Uh, they, they have a lot of pent up frustrations. Again, PTSD, they, they've been put under a lot of stress at a young age and there's nobody for them to really talk to. It makes it very difficult for them in relationships. Uh, friendships and it makes it very difficult for them in the workplace uh, based on what they went through growing up uh, having that much stress and that much weight on their shoulders uh, growing up in that in that single parent household and I talk about uh, not having access to a lot of masculinity uh, when you don't know what masculinity is when you're not raised around it when it's not a part of your everyday routine you you don't understand how a man is supposed to act and when i say how a man is supposed to act i'm not talking about your stereotypical man you know you walk around beating your chest you know with a cold beer in your hand and slapping your woman on the ass i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about the the simplest idea of how we men act naturally how how we're naturally supposed to act how we're natural providers how we are, uh, how we can take a little more, you know, uh, stress and how we can take a little more pain. Men are supposed to be protectors of the household. You know, we're supposed to protect our women. We're supposed to protect our children. Uh, you know, we fix things around the house. We change flats. We do things like that. Men are, are, are built differently. And when you're, when you're raised in a household where you don't have that access to someone to teach you how to do those things, you tend to be a little bit more feminine and in today's society the effeminate male is what's popular anyway and i've talked about that in, in one of my earlier podcasts about how how you know effeminism uh, is taking over and how you have a lot of effeminate men walking around and, and um a lot of that is forced believe it or not that's a forced way of life uh, a lot of these young men are not homosexual uh, and again, there's nothing wrong with being homosexual. If that's the way you, that's what your life is, if that's what you choose to be, then by all means, that's what you are. You know, I love everybody. But a lot of men, a lot of these young men, they're not homosexual. Uh, they're not transgender. That's why there's such a high suicide rate among a lot of these young men that, that choose to be transgender. Because they're not that way. Uh, they're, that, that is coming from a lot of mental pain and a lot of mental anguish uh and that's one of their outlets to deal with a lot of their mental issues yeah you know, instead of going to talk to somebody because again they feel like they can't talk to anybody they feel like they're going to be ridiculed if they go talk to somebody and tell them about their their trauma in their childhood or, or the trauma they're going with from day to day uh so a lot of them, that's their outlet is they, they switch that role and they, they choose to be transgender or they, they choose to be, uh, express themselves through sexuality and it doesn't work. It's not a healthy coping mechanism because you're really just trading one pain for another because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bullying and a lot of uh, different things that come with being uh transgender or expressing your sexuality openly like that not everybody is open to that not everybody supports that so that you you bring on a different set of stressors into your life you trade one evil for another you know and by trying to suppress your your anger and suppress your anxiety over things that happened in your past or things that you've dealt with uh, it doesn't help the situation so that's why you see a, a very high suicide rate in young men nowadays uh, you're actually starting to see a rise in suicide in, in young black males uh, due to a lot of that and you know I talk about suppressing your anger and not being able to to talk to somebody not being able to go to a therapist or something like that again we're always told to be tough you look at look at hip-hop you look at hip-hop and you look at the movies you look at how a lot of these men live like how they tell us to live you know they're always flashy jewelry you know big nice cars they they're always intimidating uh, you know they run the households and you want to emulate that as a young man you see that and you want to emulate it you know you don't want to sit back and say man I'm you know hey I'm dealing with something you know you you're not you can't be soft 
you know, you have to be strong. Growing up in these neighborhoods that we grow up in, you have to be strong. You know, if you did have the luxury of growing up in the suburbs or, you know, growing up in, in one of those uh, households that was sheltered from the street life, from the, the project life, the hood life, whatever it be, you know, again, regardless of your race, because everybody deals with that. There's always a white guy in the hood. There's always Mexicans in the hood. Uh, but if you were lucky enough to grow up in a suburban type area or grow up in a, a home that was more religious and you were sheltered from that type of stuff, you obviously were bullied a lot when you were a kid. You obviously, uh, you know, were, were shunned a lot, you know, when you, when you went to school or when you went out and tried to hang out with people because you didn't fit into what was really going on, you know, and, and, you know, you were, again, you were, you were soft, you were sheltered and you would get told, especially, you know, by like family members, cousins, brothers, or people like that who were out there in the streets dealing with that street life. You know, you were basically told, Hey, you too soft, you're a punk, you need to man up, you know? And if you were educated on top of that, it didn't help. You know, they were like, Oh, you know, especially if you're an educated young black male, you were told, Hey, stop acting white, you know, stop talking white. Uh, if you talk properly, you'll stop talking white. So there was a lot of uh, stress there and a lot of, you know, you would think basically you were painted to this picture that you were not black enough. You know, you, you're always told that you're not black enough. One of the the biggest issues that I dealt with growing up uh, was that I was overweight. I was overweight and I was a nerd again. And I, I spoke very proper. I was educated. So... I didn't really get along with a lot of my black cohorts because a lot of them grew up again, uh, ghetto life, thug life, hood life. Uh, I was one of the ones that was in a suburban neighborhood. I was the one that, you know, my parents kept me in the house. I was sheltered. So I was bullied a lot by, you know, black kids growing up. And that, that left some kind of resentment. You know, I've always had resentment toward you know, my black friends or, you know, I, I say friends and I say that lightly because I, I always, I hung out with the Asian kids. Then I hung out with the Mexican kids. I really didn't start hanging out with black kids until I got into high school. And even then it was a very small circle, uh, because again, they always bullied me. That's why I found myself dating a lot of white women. And again, it's, it's some of the, the mental anguish we deal with. It's some of the the, the PTSD, like, you know, it, it really is a, a post-traumatic stress because in high school I was bullied and talked about by the black women. They, you know, they call me fat, you know, fat ass. Oh, you know, why do you think I want to talk to your fat ass? You know, stuff like that. And they would, they would clown me and, you know, they would always just give me such a hard time. And in any event, I did start dating a uh, black girl in middle school she was embarrassed to say she was dating me you know she didn't even want people to know so i developed an a uh, an anxiety a, a a a slight hatred you know for that you know anytime I, I i anytime i start talking to a black woman all that would come rushing back you know my high school days and and you know even even right after high school all that would come rushing back, you know, the way they would talk about me and, and call me names and things like that. So I had this this animosity, you know, and again, it, it's more like post-traumatic stress because that's what I would think about. And as I, I, I actually, you know, finally start talking to people about that, I actually start, you know, getting that off my chest and sitting down and, and dealing with that on a therapeutic level, you know, being able, I was, again, that was one of those things I, I swallowed my pride and I would mask that depression I would mask those stress by trying to just push it away you know oh, only date white or Mexican women because you know black women gave me a hard time you know so I would or I only hang out with with black or I wouldn't hang out with black guys because black guys would bully me you know black guys would try to get me to do stuff that would get me to end up in jail you know I always felt like they were against me and they were not with me they never understood me you know they were they were not on my team and, and it, it led, and I'm not the only guy that deals with that. There are a lot of young men that deal with that type of stuff. And again, you have to get that off your chest because that was high school. We were kids, 
you know, you can't hold people accountable for what they did when they were children. They're not thinking straight. You know, everybody gets bullied. There's always something going on with, when you're in high school, when, when you have to deal with bullies and, and kids don't know what they're going on. And so now as an adult, I'm actually able to um, really embrace being black and, and being a young black man and embrace black culture. It's still difficult. Um, because when you become an adult, one of the, one of the things you hear as a black man, obviously, you know, we have to deal with the stereotypes of that we're dangerous, that we're thugs, uh, that we're all a product of, you know, government housing, you know, again, you still have to deal with that because believe it or not, as an adult, when you're educated and you're successful, uh, a lot of your fellow, uh, black men will look at you like you're different. You know, they want to say that, oh, well, Oh, you think you better than us because you got an education and you got up out the hood. You know, you think you better than us and you still have to deal with a lot of black women saying that black men ain't shit. Uh, you know, black men aren't capable fathers. Uh, black men aren't capable of being successful. So you still have to deal with that. But now we have to step again. We have to be able to talk about it. Uh, and thankfully, things like social media, uh, things like this podcast, they give us an outlet, you know, they give men uh, a place to go. Uh, you have support groups, you have, you have all these different types of, um, groups that men can go into and voice their opinions and get this stuff off their chest. And again, it's therapeutic and it helps uh, men grow and it helps us get that off our system because a lot of that, that animosity and that baggage, you're bringing it into your relationships. You're bringing it into your family, you know, uh, if you were raised by a hard father and uh, told that you can't cry, you can't be stressed out, you can't be depressed, um, you have to learn to turn that off. You don't want to treat your son or your daughter that same way. We have to learn to turn that off. And, and a lot of men do. You know, they, they say, look, I'm not going to raise you like my father raised me. I wasn't necessarily raised in a household like that. I wasn't raised in a household like that where I couldn't express myself. You know, I was. Uh, I had, um, I had open communication with my parents. I chose not to communicate. I'm a very, I am a very tight lipped person. I don't believe in sharing my, my business, especially not like my sex life and my personal life. I don't, I don't really like talking about that. You know, I never really went to my parents to talk about, uh, issues with girls or, you know, or, or, or the bullying. I basically kind of just balled up in a, in a shell and kind of hid myself from the world when I was in high school. Like I hated high school mainly because I was more intelligent than a lot of the people I were, I was around and I got bullied and I didn't like being there. Uh, so I would, I really didn't want to talk about it. You know, like I said, I was a kid though, but now as an adult, you know, I was able to put all that behind me because for years, even after leaving high school, I carried a lot of that resentment around with me. And if you notice that, uh, look on social media, look at, look at a lot of the guys on social media that you talk to, uh, a lot of the guys that were athletes, they were basketball players, they were football players, they were popular in high school. If you look at them, that's all they have. Like when, when you look at them, that's all they talk about. They, they want to reshare videos of when they played high school ball or they want to talk about what we did in high school. Man, you remember, may you remember this, you remember that? Because once you leave high school and real life catches up with you, you're not popular anymore. Like you don't have that, you know, if you didn't do anything after high school, if you just basically fell into the, the normal mediocrity of nine to five, had a kid or two, you know, you wake up, you go to work, come home, watch football on Sundays, fire up the barbecue pit, you know, argue with your girlfriend or argue with your, uh, your your child's mother. And it's it's basically just the same old routine. It's Groundhog's Day over and over again for you. So these guys have to revisit their glory days. You know, high school was their glory days. And and now and again, they're 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 stressed out now. They're depressed now because they they feel like they don't have anything going for them. They feel like they don't know their worth because they don't, they feel like there's nothing for them. High school, when they were in high school, man, they were on cloud nine. You know, they were popular. All the, all the pretty girls wanted to talk to them. The teachers were giving them passing grade. Hell, some of them were even sleeping with the attractive teachers. You know, you have those young attractive teachers on campus 
that the uh, jocks get to sleep with. So a lot of these guys, you know, they were they were able to, you know, go out and smoke weed and uh, they had somebody in the crew that had a nice car. So they used to skip school early. Nobody cared because they were on, they were stars on the football team or even even the stars in the band. You know, the band was very popular. You know, if you're in a, if you were in a black high school, uh, an all black high school or a predominantly like black high school, your band was actually more popular than the football team. People came to the games to see your band. You know, they liked your football team, but they were really there for the halftime show. So a lot of band geeks were not geeks. You were actually very popular. So when you left that, you know, when you graduated, and if you didn't go to like a, a historical black college or something like that, where you kept kept that spirit alive, you know, if you didn't if you didn't do that, uh, you know, you went out. That, that was all you had. That was your last run of glory. So a lot of men right now, uh, again, especially young black men they're really sitting around holding on to the fact that they don't really have any importance anymore. They're not popular anymore. And a lot of them got caught up in drugs. Uh, they get caught up going to jail, uh, things like that. And again, it's, it's not that they're bad people. They're not necessarily bad people. It's just, they, they don't, they don't feel like they have anything. There's again, there's nobody there to tell them that it's okay to feel you know what you're feeling it's okay to talk about your feelings it's okay to say hey you know my my uh my girlfriend makes me feel like less of a man you know a lot of these women out here they make me feel lower than dirt because of the way they talk to me and a lot of men are in abusive relationships and again they don't talk about it there's so many men being abused when you talk about domestic violence and you, you talk about domestic abuse everybody thinks that it's just the the uh, man abusing the woman, but but the thing is, domestic abuse happens to men uh, just as much as it happens to women, if not more. But men are afraid to talk about it. Men are afraid to step forward and say, "Hey, I'm being abused. Hey, I'm being assaulted. Hey, you know." I'm dealing with emotional abuse at home. Men are afraid to talk about that. And again, that comes from the way we were raised. That comes from how we were brought up is to be strong. Uh, you know, man up, suck it up, do some push-ups. We were never raised or we were never told that it's okay for us to say, listen, I'm a victim. You know, you don't you don't hear about men doing that. It's very seldom. And when a man does step up to, to the plate and say, hey, I'm being victimized, everybody looks at him like he's weak. So a lot of men are afraid to step up and talk about uh, abuse in their relationships. And it's, it's, it's very sad that, that they have to deal with that nowadays uh, because you have men who get uh, assaulted. You have men that, that end up getting murdered uh, and things like that because they feel like if they talk about their problems, if they talk about their depression, that they're going to be treated as if they're less of a man. They feel like the community is going to laugh at them. They feel like the community is going to treat them like they're a punk. And again, that's why you, I go back to, I talk about the sexuality. Again, that's why you see a lot of men um, taking on those roles as more feminine partners in the relationship because they feel like that it's, how can I say that the grass is greener? Uh, they really legitimately do feel like, hey, you know, I was I'm being abused by women. I'm being beat down by women. So maybe if I take on a more feminine role and I go into a relationship with a homosexual man, maybe it'll be better. You know, maybe I won't be treated that way. Maybe I won't have maybe I won't have so much expectations. You know, maybe I won't be expected to be so strong. Maybe I won't be expected to be you know, the pillar in the relationship. And what happens is it's the total opposite. Uh, there's abuse in homosexual relationships as well. Uh, there's the grass isn't always greener, you know, um, you know, a lot of people tend to overlook gay men. They, they look at gay men and, and, and say they deserve what they get. And I don't feel that way. I believe abuse by any means, by anybody is unacceptable. You know, whether you're gay, straight, you know, lesbian, transgender, whatever the situation may be. I don't believe anyone deserves to be in an abusive relationship. And again, men don't tend to 
we we tend to take a back burner. You know, like I said, domestic abuse, um, domestic violence is solely mostly aimed at the man being the aggressor toward women. You don't they overlook the fact that men are abused. You know, when you see the commercials, you, you don't see them talking about men being abused. Uh, you see the, the billboards and things like that. It's always the opposite. But men deal with a lot of abuse in relationships. And again, they keep it they keep it pent up and they you know, they don't want to talk about it because, again, they look like they're going to be laughed at. You know, uh, same with sexual harassment and, and, and sexual abuse. People look at men like you should be lucky that a woman wanted you you know you look at sexual harassment in, in the workplace and sexual harassment out here like when you hear a man say that he was sexually harassed again people laugh like man are you serious are you serious are you you upset that a woman touched you are you upset that a woman approached you uh men can be sexually harassed but the system looks at us like we can't uh like i said they look at it like oh you should be happy you know you should feel privileged that a woman approached you. You should feel privileged that a woman even wanted to touch you. And that's wrong. You know, not all men want attention from all women. Just because I'm a man doesn't mean I want you to give me that type of attention. You know, it's it's, it's no different than women. Uh, I always say, and it's the truth, you know, when you're attractive, it's called flirting. When you're unattractive, it's called harassment. And, and again, the same thing can go for men. You know, if, you know, unattractive women uh, like to be aggressive, they like to touch men, they like to grope men. Uh, and some attractive, you know, it's, it's very seldom you see attractive women do it, but attractive women do it too. They like to, they feel like it's okay to grab a man's chest. You know, I'm a muscular man. Uh, I work out. I have big arms. I have a big chest. I have a big back. You know, I have a lot of muscular uh, attributes. And a lot of women just feel like that it's open season, that 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 I do this so they can touch me. You know, they women play in my beard. They I'm bald. So women rub my bald head and I don't I don't tell them they can do that. You know, and if I say anything like, man, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. Everybody looks at me and like, why do you care? Man, you love all that attention. You know, you love all that attention. No, I don't. No, sometimes I don't like I don't like I don't want to be touched all the time by everybody. True story. I'm in a grocery store uh, one morning. I'm getting vitamin water. That's what I was buying, vitamin water. And it's early morning. There's not a lot of people in the store. I'm standing in the vitamin water aisle and I'm looking at vitamin water. This older woman, she like she may have been, you know, late 30s, early 40s. You know, uh, she was not unattractive, but she definitely wasn't something that I would have just, you know, shot my shot at. You know, just middle aged, average woman, you know, kind of plus size. But she walks up to me and just doesn't say anything, just starts grabbing my arm and just starts feeling on my bicep. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just love a man with big arms. I just, oh, I just, I just, I just want to melt every time I see a man with big arms, you know, and oh my God, you know, I tell my husband all the time, you know, his, his arms are too small. I just really need me a man with big arms. And she's continuing to grope my arms in public. Now you take that same situation and you switch it. Like if I was a man, if, if I, mean, I am a man, but I'm saying if that was a man, like if she was on the aisle buying something and I walked up to her and I start grabbing her, her, her arm and or I start just grabbing her. So it's like, oh, my God, I love a woman with with strong arms like your arms are so toned and look like you work out. I just love a woman with strong arms. I'm a creeper. That's sexual assault. I'm going to jail. I'm having to be registered as a sex offender for the rest of my life. I'm having to pay a fine for the rest of my life because that's unwanted touching. So how is it okay for women to touch us, but we can't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, oh, I should be allowed to touch women. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that society needs to understand that not all men just sit there and beg for attention from all women. You know, I don't want I want to be able to go in the grocery store and shop without somebody grabbing my arms or, or, you know, I want to be able to go to the bar and the club without somebody grabbing my crotch 
or grabbing my ass. You know, um, there's a clip some years ago about a woman that ran on the baseball field and started squeezing the asses of the MLB players and nobody batted an eye. But I can promise you if that would have been a man that would have ran on a WNBA court or on a volleyball court and start screaming or start squeezing the asses of these women, they would have been like, oh, my God, he's going to jail. He's a creeper. He's a sex offender. So that's another that's another one of the things that men have to deal with mentally is that's one of the, the, the things about I talk about anxiety. We have that type of thing. We're we're being abused. We're being harassed. We're being treated like pieces of meat and nobody cares. And a lot of men have that pent up frustration. Who, who can you talk to? You can't talk to your human resources because, again, they laugh in your face like, are you serious? You know, you can't talk to your friends and be like, man, I don't I don't like you know, when women do that to me and they're like, oh, man, what are you talking about, man? You should you love all that attention. You know, you love all that attention. You bring it up to other women and they're like, oh, whatever. You love that attention. You, you like it when all those women are all over you. And no, no, we don't. Not all the time. You know, obviously, who doesn't love attention? All people love attention. Women love attention. Women only get upset when that attention is coming from an unattractive man. I, I, I tell you that to this day. Women only get upset when that's coming from an unattractive man. Uh you know, they, they like when, when men flirt with them, just like we like when women flirt with us. But again, it's not always warranted. We don't always want it. But the difference is women can make outcries and it's taken seriously. When we make an outcry, it's not taken seriously. Um, there's a video that surfaced again some time ago. It was, a, it was a young, young black man. He was a young black kid. He was in the car and he was crying because he said this girl raped him. And he was crying and his friends were laughing at him like, man, what you what you what you crying for, bro? Why are you upset about that? He was like, no, y'all don't understand. It's not OK. I didn't want that. Like, I didn't ask for that. It's not OK. But they're, they're like, oh, man, you tripping, man. She gave you some, man. What you tripping for, man? I, I man, I wish a woman would try to do that. I wish a woman would. And realistically, no, you don't. Nobody wants to be taken advantage of like that, you know, or people make the statements. Oh, you're a man. How can you be raped if you don't get hard? You know, huh, huh, huh. you got to get hard to get raped. So if you get hard, that means you enjoyed it. No, no, that's that's not how that works. Men can be victims of sexual assault just as well. And it's not by just other men. Women are sexual predators. There are women who are sexual predators. But for some reason, society does not want to dub them sexual sex offenders and sexual predators. You look at these women who take advantage of these young kids in high school. You know, the, these uh, kids in middle school and high school, you see it on the news. You know, they talk about how, you know, old teacher, sleep, you know, 30 year old teacher sleeps with her 16 year old student. And they always make it seem like it's the kid's fault. Oh, he he seduced her. How can a little kid seduce a grown ass woman? If you're that weak minded, you have some other things you need to talk about. You need to be going to see a therapist. If you that weak minded at a 16 year old, what can a 16 year old offer you? You know, but for some reason, society refuses to dub them as sex offenders. They don't look at them as sexual predators. They always make them out to be the victim and they make the young kid uh, out to be the predator. You know, oh, he was he was stalking her. He was, you know, he went after her. You know, he was seducing her and he he saw her as his prey. You know, he was the predator. Can you imagine being a 16 year old kid and being told that you're a predator? Or that that you're uh, that you were stalking somebody that you that you victimized your 30 year old teacher who slept with you, who actually, you know, offered you good grades or who actually, you know, brought you to her house for um, study sessions. And she seduced you. But you're being told you're the predator. You're 16 years old. You know, that that type of that type of stress. That type of stuff sticks with kids. That, that's why a lot of these kids have mental illness now for stuff like that. You were literally sexually abused by your teacher, but nobody's taking it seriously because you're a young man and you were the aggressor. You had to be the aggressor, you know, and that's that's ridiculous that these young men have to deal with that. And then you look at you look at these young men who get accused of sexual assault um, by these young women uh, who were consent. They consented, but they say they were raped and then later on you know after they they're already been arrested they've been charged their whole career has been ruined their whole life has been ruined they come back and they find out they were lying it was a setup and nothing happens these men still have to walk around with that burden of being labeled as a sex offender just for doing something that we naturally do that's something human beings naturally do there's only two there's only two creatures 
or two species on this planet that fuck for fun. You know, it's humans and dolphins. We're the only ones that have sex for fun and uh, sex for pleasure. And you're telling me that, you know, you're burdened with this title of being a sex offender, being a vicious predator, being a creeper for the rest of your life because somebody lied on you. Uh, again, that le- again, that's why in you have these guys, they commit suicide or they're, they're extremely depressed. They're extremely closed off from the world because of that, because they don't trust anybody anymore. Now they have trust issues and they're afraid to talk to anybody about those trust issues because they think people are going to judge them. You know, they don't want to walk into a therapist and say, Hey, you know, I'm a registered sex offender because now they're already judging them before they even tell them why they're like, let me explain to you what happened. Let me explain to you why. And it's not like the therapist can reverse that. Nobody's going to reverse that. No judge is going to go, Oh, you relied on, let me take this sex offender registration off. You know, they have to deal with that burden for the rest of their life. They have to deal with people judging them for the rest of their life, looking at them, calling them sex offenders, calling them creeps. You know, their family members don't want them around the children. They, they can't have children. They can't go to certain places because there's children there and they didn't even do anything. You know, they're the victim, but society always makes the man out to be the aggressor. And that puts so much stress, so much anxiety on young men nowadays. Young men have to deal with so much and there's there's not many outlets. You know, you you you're sent off to war at a young age. You're sent off to fight these wars, you know, and you come home with all this PTSD. You know, these young men come home and I know women go off to fight war, too. I'm not saying they don't, but you have a lot. It's a lot more men, obviously. And it's always, you know, it's you know, it, at one point, women were not even allowed so, you know, uh, that's 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 another situation where equality was brought into it. But you look at these young men that, that they go off to fight these wars. They come home with PTSD. Uh, and again, there's there's nobody there. The only support groups they have are their veteran support groups. And I don't know. I've never been a veteran, but I have a lot of veteran friends. And I can tell you right now, the VA sucks. The VA hospital sucks. The VA services, they suck, you know, so they have to look for third party options for them to get an outlet and a lot of times they're not available for them and again they're looked at as they're you know people view them as weak uh for asking for help people view them as you know pathetic because they can't control their emotions they can't suck it up they can't handle it and again that leads to a lot of suicidal tendencies a lot of suicidal thoughts uh and you know men men need to be nurtured and cared for just as much as anybody, you know, yes, we're strong. Yes, we're built to be the, you know, the, the, the hammers, you know, we're the hammers, we're the, we're the brutes, we're, we're the ones we do take the brunt of a lot of stuff, but we also need to be nurtured. We need to be cared for, you know, that's, we seek that in relationships. That's what a lot of men are looking for in relationships. A man wants to be able to come home to somebody and just be himself. He wants to be able to take that cape off. You know, every man wants his Lois Lane. You know, Lois Lane didn't see Superman as Superman. She saw him as Clark Kent. He was able to be human around her. And that's what men are looking for in relationships. Men want somebody that's going to allow them to let their guard down. They want to be human. They want to be able to just cry on her chest. They want to be able to tell her what they went through as kids. They want to be able to tell her. Uh, what they what you know what they experienced on the job they want to be able to talk about her being harassed they want to be able to talk about their feelings and when I say her I'm talking about a relationship in general whether you like whether you're into women whether you're into men whatever you're into you want some a man wants a partner that's going to let him be able to just release all that tension and all that stress he wants to be able to like I said, just take that cape off and just relax and, and feel safe in his partner's arms. And that's a big issue nowadays with dating, because in the dating world, again, you know, women look at a man who lets his guard down as sensitive. You know, they, they look at a strong man. Now, they'll date an effeminate man. They'll they'll gladly date an effeminate man that you know is a little punk is a little sissy you know scared of butterflies they'll gladly date him any day of the week you're like oh my god he's so cute they'll gladly date him but when they get a man that's strong and 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 he lets his guard down he's a punk you know oh well you're supposed to be big and bad you're supposed to be you know big big strong man what you crying for why you why you, you know so it it just 
it, it goes round and round, man. You know, it, it just it never it's no end to it. And you know, when you when you you try to be a strong man and be strong when you need to, but you have moments where you need to let your guard down. And again, you're 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 clowned and you're talked about and you're treated like you're you're less of a man because you did that. But then at the same time, it's okay to be effeminate and soft. They want you to be effeminate and soft, but when you're strong, they want you to stay strong. Like they don't want you, they, they, they want you to be one or the other. Like you can't be both. Like you can't be a strong man that has issues. You just have to be strong 24 seven. Like you can't, you know, you just have to be walking around with your chest poked out, drinking whiskey, you know, swinging a hammer 24 seven. Like you can't, you can't have a soft moment. You can't be down. You can't, you can't let your guard down. And, you know, in the workplace, let's say I talk about the workplace, uh, you know, stress on men in the workplace. Again, it's, it's just the same because you you look at what they have to deal with. You look at when when a man goes to work, a man is, you know, he's automatically, you know, on edge because you can't do anything. Like I said, as soon as you talk to somebody, it's sexual harassment or you're aggressive or, you know, you're not allowed the same options that some of your co-workers are men aren't allowed um some of the assistance that some of your co-workers get you know you have all these different groups of people uh out there that get all these different accommodations you know when they come to work they get an accommodation for this they get an accommodation for that but when you're a man you're just there you know nobody again nobody Nobody looks at you like you need an accommodation. You need to suck it up. You know, you don't need any kind of special privileges at work. You're a man. Suck it up. You know, we're not going to give you extra bathroom breaks. We're not going to, you know, you know, you can work. We're going to work you to the bone. We're going to work you into the ground. You know, you're a man, you know, suck it up. But, you know, other people you work with get, oh, oh, you know, you could go home early. Oh, you get extra bathroom breaks. Oh, you get a special chair. Oh, you get special keyboard. Oh, you get, you know, it, it's, it's real talk. You know, when you, you know, especially when you look at some of the more blue collar gigs, uh, you come in there and you're just, you're, you're hazed. Uh, you know, hazing is a big thing. When you talk about college, you talk about military law enforcement, hazing is a big thing man you come in there brand new as a man you're going to get hazed not saying that women don't get the hazing too i know women get hazed a lot too but uh again we talk about the it's not about who gets what it's about who has access to therapy and who has access to help after it's done like i said when a man a man experiences that it's always about suck it up you know be strong you know why you crying for quit being a punk you know quit being a punk boy Suck it up, suck it up, suck it up, you know, you know, you, you know, so mental illness is real. Like I said, depression and anxiety is real. Uh, again, that's why you have a lot of men going off the deep end right now. You have a lot of men, uh, like I said, in, they get in these relationships and, and they, they, they don't know how to act. Uh, they act out or they become alcoholics or they become dependent on other types of drugs or they, they find other vices. Uh, to try to mask that pain because again society has told them that if they seek therapy they're weak society has told men that you know if you try to express yourself you're not really a man and that's not true you know you can be a very manly man and still talk to people you can be a very manly man and still let people know that you're dealing with some stress you know that you have things that's on your mind we're human we all have anxiety there's always something going on in the back of our mind like i said whether it's childhood trauma uh you know trauma from another job trauma from a relationship you're in an abusive relationship like i said the world paints this picture that women aren't abusive women are extremely abusive they're very vindictive and they can hurt a man uh very 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 much but again it goes you know it falls on deaf ears you know because again men are told that last thing you want to do is call the police and say you your, your wife hit you like you know most men look at that like you know they they men look at that like man i'm not about to call these police officers and have them come into my house so i could tell them my wife hit me like they gonna they gonna think i'm just a sissy they gonna think i'm just a punk uh, and a lot of men don't. And then what happens is they end up, you know, uh, you know, 
the woman hits them and then they hit the woman back and then she calls the police and then now he's going to jail for domestic violence or you know they have to get involved because again he has the pride no man wants to say that he had to call another man into his house to take care of his problems no man wants to say i had to call another man into my household to take care of my problems so a lot of men are in abusive domestic partnerships or you know or in and they you don't know about it you know everybody like i said once it all comes out it looks like the man was the bad guy look at johnny depp most recent you know everybody knows that situation everybody looked at johnny depp like he was the abuser you know she painted him as being this abusive you know angry person and, and she tried to sue him for all this money and, and tarnish his entire image come to find out he was the victim he was the victim in the relationship, but Johnny never came out. He never told anybody. He just took it because, again, men have that pride. It wasn't until later on that he finally just broke down and say, no, look, <laughs> this is what's going on. I'm the victim here. I'm, I'm being victimized, you know, and it took Johnny a long time to do that. And a lot of people were just just like just in, in like in awe that. He was the victim, you know, because, again, society paints this picture that men are always the aggressor. Men are always the one, you know, doing the domestic. We're not on the receiving end of the violence. We're always the ones dishing out the violence. And that's that's such a a, a wrong way to think. You know, like I said, there's a lot of men out there right now. So, you know, one thing that, that you could do, uh, people need to do more of is ask people how they're doing. Ask your friends, your male friends, how they're doing. You know, talk to your guy friends. If your guy friend wants to talk to you, let him vent. Hear him out. You know, don't call him a punk. Don't call him a sissy. Let him cry. You know, let him get it out. Give him your shoulder. You know, spend more time with your guy friends. Invite him out for a drink. You know, you know, don't make it always seem like, hey, suck it up. Be a man. You know, there's more to being a man than just being macho all the time and swallowing your pride and not expressing your feelings there's i believe there's a lot of situations that can be avoided if we just talk to our male counterparts like if we just talk to men we talk to our guy friends we talk to our guy co-workers and we let them get stuff off their chest because we're or we're gonna have to be the ones to do it because like i said we can't depend on the hrs we can't depend on therapists because you know first of all you got to go see a therapist so we can't depend on outside influences it has to start with us we have to take care of each other uh we have to take care of our brothers you know we we have to we have to step up we have to talk to each other we have to see what people are going through and and find out you know what we could do like i said sometimes simply all they need is a shoulder to lean on all they need is somebody to talk to and you can actually change somebody's life like i said i i dealt with a lot of anxiety i dealt with a lot of uh stress and 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 you know i would get depressed at times mostly because of my weight uh and, and things like that and the inability to get attention from women because of my weight but i found out that had not that didn't have anything to really do with it you know it was i was actually you know doing it to myself i was suppressing myself i was putting myself you know i was sheltering myself uh, away from everybody because i felt that way i had low self-esteem i had low confidence so i kept pushing myself away from people and and again like i said i had such a bad experience with with black women you know so with that experience with black women like i said i got to the point where i would tell people i only date white women nope i don't date black women and i only date white women but that is that has since changed since i've, I've became an adult and i've gotten older and i've been able to actually express that just like i'm expressing to you here i've been able to express that and get that off my chest and tell somebody uh, you know what led to that because you know people would always ask why don't you why don't you like black women why don't you like black women what is it what is it what is it and i always had some kind of you know some kind of quick remark you know always had some kind of real smart ass quip to, to to cover it up but the truth of it was it was just that basically that post-traumatic stress and that anxiety from what i dealt with as a as a kid in middle school and high school of constantly being bullied and disrespected and clowned by black women so it's just i always felt just i always had this this just you know not hatred but like i said just always when it came to them it was just an anxiety i always got like you know you 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 know when is she gonna snap you know man it's, it's like a, a it's like a dog it's like a puppy you know when you take an abused dog and you you put him in a shelter and somebody comes to adopt him whatever he, that dog dealt with you know 
when he was abused, that's what he's afraid of. Like you have to break him from that. Like whether it be, you know, a belt or a stick or loud noises, whatever, that dog has anxiety toward that. So even as a man, you know, I had that same same type of response to you know when it came to, to women like oh my god when is she gonna snap you know when it, when is she going to when is she gonna call me a fat ass you know when is she gonna you know so I was able again once I got that off my chest you know and I was able to really sit down and talk about that I felt felt a whole lot better I felt a whole lot better I felt a whole lot better so you know like I said take in mind take all that in mind guys like I said pay attention to your friends if you see something wrong with your guy friends, talk to him. You see something wrong with your fella, talk to him. You know, don't be afraid to uh, ask them if everything is okay. Um, if something is going on with your friends, don't hesitate to, to find a way to help them. Don't hesitate to offer them help. Uh, you know, don't don't think that they're less of a man or that you're less of a man because you're dealing with, with stress or you're, you're feeling depressed or you're feeling down or you feel like the world doesn't pay you any attention, that the world doesn't care about your problems. Don't that doesn't make you less of a man. Um, it actually makes you more of a man to step up and, and handle those issues and get those problems solved and, and get that stuff off your chest because it's definitely it's definitely great for your health. And, and in today's society, our mental health is is so important as we read. You know, it's one thing to go to the gym and work on your body and, and you know, go to school and, 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 and improve your education. But you got to make sure you're dealing with those inner demons. You got to make sure you got your soul right. You got to make sure you're dealing with your mental health right. But as usual, guys, show your support. Uh, you know, your support helps me continue to make these these, these uh, episodes and continue to keep bringing you guys great content. Uh, the support link is right here on the page. You know, any little bit helps. You know, you can subscribe for as little as 99 cent a month on up to however much you want to subscribe. Uh, but all your support definitely helps. Subscribe to this channel, share these podcasts uh, and send me your feedback. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, new new uh new information i'm looking for new content i'm looking for guys uh, especially single guys even even married guys you know i want to get a, a married guy's perspective on a lot of things that i talk about so i'm looking for your feedback you know shoot me a message on here and, and we're gonna work on you know i'm gonna start bringing in some guests on these podcasts so we can really start getting in depth and talking about what's going on but like i said i really wanted to touch on the the mental health aspect of us us men especially the uh, single black men today and again thank you guys for listening you know and till next time it's the modern bachelor <laughs>